Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Good evening. It's a pleasure to be with you, and I'm excited about the show this evening. It's going to be some good conversation. But before we get into that, I wanted to let you know that the latest issue of 1111 Magazine is up. You can go to 1111mag.com and access that issue, along with all archived issues, completely free. It's got some insight from my trip of silence to Machu Picchu and also my respite that I was able to take over the summer. A lot of wonderful wisdom came forward, and if you are interested in going to Machu Picchu with me next June, you can click on the banners that are on any of my websites, 1111talkradio.com or 1111mag.com. In addition, make sure that you have listened to all of the uh, radio shows through the summer. They have been incredible with some really wonderful people on that are doing amazing work. I love to seek out individuals that uh, are really creating wonderful books and programs and things for you that, that you may not know about, that don't always get the full attention that sometimes the mass media wants to focus on. And I really love bringing these people, and my guest tonight is one of those. I want to start off by a poem that she wrote, because it really does talk about where we are right now, especially in 2012 and where we're headed, and what so many of you are feeling at this time. We can only live to our fullest when we lead with an open heart. We can only show compassion when we act with an open heart. Two-leggeds of masculine bent who have hidden their feminine self drown your ego forever, for the world needs your nurturing leadership now. All leaders take aim to replace the crime with generosity, replace the poverty with richness for all, replace the dying oceans with life anew, replace the methane with healthy air. World leaders, your time has come. Remove the mask of greed and power. Secure your future. Be kind. Save our planet. Be loving. My guest tonight is Beska K. Burr. She is a, a, a best-selling author of many, many books. And the book that we're talking about today is The God in Coaching, The Key to a Happy Life, which merges science, spirituality, and universal principles. This powerful book reveals... Betska's precious personal journey of healing, developing innovative techniques to pave the way for a rapidly evolving industry to make great progress. What I really liked about this book is the fact that she very much places spirit, places God in coaching, because so often you can find coaching, but if we don't have certain elements in there, that coaching is only going to go so far, and it has to be an integrative process. So without further ado, I want to welcome Betska K. Burr to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome. Simran, what a pleasure. Thank you for reading my poem. You brought tears to my eyes here. <laughs> oh, I liked quite a few of them in the book. They really called out with what's going on right now. And people are experiencing a lot of change, uh, particularly this year. There's a lot of letting go, as that is the energy of this year. And you start off the book talking about mind, body, spirit, which have become kind of buzzwords for our industry and in a sense have almost lost meaning for a lot of people because they're just so widely used. But the way you speak about them is different, and I want you to explain what mind, body, spirit, mastery really means to you and the God in coaching process. Mm. Are you referring to the model for inner peace, which brings world peace? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, 
as a coach and as a mother, as an individual, I, I believe that every human being should practice mind, body, spirit mastery. As a coach, definitely have to. And, uh, you know, it, it's very important that someone connects with all three. Mind mastery to me is uh, about positive thinking, but not just saying to yourself, okay, I'm going to be positive today, because you want to do that, but as we're, I'm sure we're going to uncover in the interview, it's uh, more difficult than it, it can often appear to be. But positive thinking, getting coached, uh, hanging out with only positive people, I have tr- some tremendous story, stories of people that I've had to let go of, and uh, reading uplifting books and watching positive DVDs and television and so on. And then what that kind of mind mastery will do for the planet is incredible because with that positive thinking and no blame and judgment, uh, only positive habits, greed will disappear. You can imagine how war could end. Yeah? Most definitely. And with that mastery on all three levels, uh, we do achieve higher and higher uh, states of unlimitedness. We raise the glass ceilings for ourselves, mm-hmm. and in a sense, everything becomes possible. Mm-hmm. That's right. We are literally raising our frequency or our vibration. And, uh, yeah, everything becomes possible. I mean, that's why we have spiritual masters, spiritual gurus, teachers all around the planet. That's their uh, job is to teach us how to raise our vibration so that we are no longer sitting in that uh, killing mode. And that's why I say inner peace will bring world peace. The other thing you talk about in the book, too, is that you continue to study, and and that's something that's so key because so often people think that there's an end to this destination or if they've achieved a certain level of understanding or peace that they've kind of reached where they need to go. Why is it important for everyone to continue the process of study and and introspection? Well, you know, one of the main reasons is because not only do we have our own collective karma, but we have group karma. And uh, we are affected by, you know, at the beginning of my book, I talk about the energy matrix and how we are all intertwined, our energies are all intertwined. And um, so we can be affected, we can be pulled down by the negative energy around us. So as we cultivate ourselves, as we uh, practice more um, mind mastery, body mastery, spirit mastery, we are then able to raise ourselves up. I'll give you an example. When I'm giving a keynote speech, for example... If I'm standing at the front, before I even get to the presentation, I will do a minimum of two and a half to three hours of meditation just to have my frequency raised high so that people can feel my light, can see my light. And then at the end, I have to go back and replenish it because guess what? <laughs> my energy, my light has gone to them. So that is you know, on a spiritual level and then on an intellectual level, you know, Simran, one of the reasons why I was so dedicated to coach myself uh, in my book I mentioned, for the first few years I was removing between three and 4,000 subconscious blocks of mine. And people say, wow, is there that much in there? And I say, yeah, you bet. And the main reason for that was I did not want to pass on my unconstructive patterns or habits to my daughter. You know, there have been studies to, to I'll give you an example of when a, a baby is in a mother's womb, uh, you know, the, the baby is already taking on the patterns or habits of the parents because they are in the parents' uh, energy matrix. Most definitely. So, yeah. So if you have parents who are 
you know, let's say in their subconscious mind, they believe that they, they are programmed to expire or ascend or die, uh, pass on at the age of 68. So guess what? The child is going to have that same uh, belief system. I, I came from a fairly uh, abused childhood, so I had a lot of stuff to clean up. And uh, I'm just very happy because as I was cleaning up my stuff and my unconstructive thinking and became more positive in my outlook and more loving and more compassionate, it was a joy to watch our daughter, Tanya, take on those same patterns. But if I hadn't done the work, Simran, uh, she would have been as miserable as I was. Well, a lot of people don't realize that, that as parents, they are, in a sense, coaches, that they may uh, not have been trained coaches, but because children are modeling after their behaviors and seeing exactly what they do and hearing the words they use and taking on those beliefs, they are being coached by the parents. And what you did is undo what you got. And we always have to be our very first client. That was one of the things that I learned as well, is that the very first person that needed to be coached by me was me. Yeah. <laughs> So true, and what a blessing. And so everybody wins, right? We are, we are changing our own frequency. Uh, there's a lovely story uh, for some of your listeners who are perhaps going through some tough times with alcoholism, for example. Uh, this was my coach uh, who, who, tells me, uh, who told me this story, that she was coaching a woman once, and the woman was bitterly complaining about her husband, who was an alcoholic. And... Uh, so she coached the woman and coached the woman. The man never came. The alcoholic husband never came for coaching. But the woman kept coming. And do you know what happened in the end? He quit drinking. He shifted. When we he shift, sh- everyone around us shifts. Yeah. <laughs> I always tease my audiences that, you know, she was driving him to drink, right? Uh, and and in, in some ways, I mean, we can realize that through her attitude, he was making his life so miserable, he was turning to the bottle. Now, everybody makes their own choices, though. We know that, right? So he, he had his own agenda going on. But just by changing her energy field, by cha- shifting her attitude, the man quit drinking. I just love that story, don't you? It's, that's a fantastic story, and it's so true because whenever we have a partner or someone in a relationship that's very close to us, and I want to get into the merging matrices after the next commercial break, what happens is we do, in a sense, transfer that energy over. Anything that we're not expressing or subconsciously holding, the other person has to play out for us until <laughs> we recognize it within ourselves. And we keep thinking it's this other person, but they're just trying to show us what is so suppressed inside. And that's some of that field that you talk about in the model of merging matrices in the book, about how we are spreading parts of ourselves on and they're actually hitting other people as well. That's right, yeah. Um, I want to get into one concept before we um, take the break, and then we will talk about those merging matrices. And you say that it took you a while to figure out that the one thing that every client is looking for is basically just love. Yep. That's whenever – this is a really great story. I had a client yesterday who came in, 78 years old, 78, Simran. And do you know what her real goal was for the coaching session she said, I want to love myself more. Wow. <laughs> 78. To be that insightful to know that that is the goal. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And at the end of the session, she was flying. She was just so 
happy and, and she had had, you know, many years of therapy on it and nothing had shifted and in that one hour and a half she had greatly shifted. I proved it to her through muscle testing and so on and so yeah, everybody wants to love themselves more and also want to love others more. That's why we're here. And as we do love ourselves more, we free our life, we free ourselves, and we open up the pathways for things to happen. It's just part of the process. Is that what you would, would say? Yeah. It's a natural law, you know, because we don't have any of those barriers stopping us. It's our thinking, our, our mind creates our future, right? And we can change our destiny by changing our thoughts, but it has to be done at a cellular level. I'm sure we're going to get to that sometime after break, too. Most definitely. My guest today is Betska K. Burr, and she is the author of The God in Coaching, The Key to a Happy Life. This really merges the science, spirituality, and the universal principles. Love is what every single one of us is looking for in the end, regardless of whether you're going in for uh, something like wanting to be a more effective communicator with employees or wanting to be a better manager of time. Perhaps you want your spouse to show more love to you, or you want to sing like the best singer in the world, in the end, it all boils down to wanting the love and appreciation and acceptance that's out there. And in order to do so, we have to first find that within ourselves. And we have to allow ourselves to access the types of coaches and people to support us, or you may be someone that is interested in becoming a coach yourself for you and then for those around you. The God in Coaching, The Key to a Happy Life is a powerful book that really reveals Betska's personal journey of healing and yet develops innovative techniques that pave the way for a rapidly evolving industry so that people can make great progress. Uh, there are some things that she has going on. Launch of the Brain Walk app is releasing uh, in September 2012. The first 500 registrants can receive a free copy of the Brain Walk app on iTunes. So you can definitely look that up. It is a revolutionary new app for the iPad, which uses a meticulously engineered combination of light, color, sound, and kinesthetic engagement through gameplay to unlock creative capacities that have long been obscured by limiting beliefs and orthodox way of thinking. You can go to thebrainwalk.com and find out more about that. If you want to find out more about her book, you can go to coachingandleadership.com and find out also about the trainings that she has that uh, that take place. So definitely do that. And I'm going to finish out this segment with another one of her beautiful poems, and it's entitled, I Dream. Why is it we believe we must die young when many have lived for hundreds of years? It's as if we wish for a short life to lessen the pain of a troubled world, of drugs, murder, and so much strife. What if we believed that we could live forever? What if all beings had peace? What if everyone was kind? What if there was food and water for all? Such a joyful planet to behold, we would have heard the Almighty's call. I dream of healthy oceans. I dream of the freshest air. I dream of trading versus money. I dream of happy childhoods and animals playing with us freely, with no fear of becoming someone else's food. The animals are so relieved, their fear of being killed long gone. Cows and pigs and chickens and geese and fish and bears and swans and larks are so happy that their feelings finally have been felt with the opening of human hearts. This is Betska K. Burr. The book is The God in Coaching, The Key to a Happy Life. When science and spirit merge in the coaching process, miracles happen. We achieve corporate wellness, loving families, and a healthier planet. Inner peace, 
brings world peace. Connect with her at coachingandleadership.com. We'll be right back with Betska K. Burr. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Many people spend more money, time, and effort to clean their clothes in their home than they do caring for their own mind, body, and spirit. If we took the same amount of money, time, and effort and put it towards caring for our mind, body, and spirit, it would eventually bring us much closer to an ideal state of a happy life. Beska K. Burr speaks a little bit about Will Tuttle, Dr. Will Tuttle. He's a number one international Amazon best-selling author of The World Peace Diet. And he writes that the deepest, in the deepest levels of our consciousness, we all yearn to achieve authentic spiritual union with our God self, that original part of us that is all loving and all knowing and all wise. With this ability, we will begin to actually see and appreciate the greatness within our fellow humans and see the breathtaking loveliness of our earthly home. Unless coaching has come onto the planet to support young and old to connect to that pure place of power within themselves, then we are missing the point. We must do that to allow our planet to result in a healthier way. In order for each of us to take the most powerful personal leadership possible, There has to be coaching for the mind, body, and spirit, and mastery of that is absolutely essential. If you'd like to take a step in that direction, I highly recommend The God in Coaching, The Key to a Happy Life by Betska K. Burr. And you can find out more about the book as well as her coaching trainings and accessing coaches at coachingandleadership.com. That's coachingandleadership.com. So definitely take a look into this, if for no one else, for your own walk so that you can uh, take some of the information and some of the stories within this book and start your own journey of self-discovery. Welcome back, Betska. I wanted to talk a little bit about the merging matrices and how that kind of works, how, how we can have 
six people in an office and how they really are affecting each other in the boardroom or in their cubicles and what that is really doing to a corporation so that we can see how that same dynamic is also affecting families or affecting nations. Okay. Well, let's start with a simple example of, let's say you have a group of eight people sitting around a boardroom table, and uh, one of them is absolutely so angry at the guy across the table. This person is not saying anything. Let's say it's Peter across the table, and uh, the person's name is uh, Sally. So Sally is sitting across the table, and she's really angry at Peter for whatever. Something happened, yeah? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even have to say a word, but do you think Peter will feel her anger? Well, I think I know that a lot of people can sometimes walk into a room and sense that something has happened in the room. Just there's a sense. So I would think, yes. Mm -hmm. On a spiritual level, we definitely, on a vibrational frequency level, we definitely feel that uh, kind of anger. And so that's a typical one. Whenever I ask my audiences that, they go, yeah, yeah, you know, my husband doesn't even have to tell me he's angry. I can feel it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) doesn't have to say a word. and, And, you know, I can feel his anger at me. So there's a classic indication of where he is projecting out from outside, or Sally is projecting uh, energy outside of her body, angry vibes that are affecting Peter. And, of course, that's putting negative energy onto the planet. And we have so much of that negative energy out there, we certainly don't need any more. Another example in the workplace, which also can apply to the, to the home, is uh, when we judge someone. So that anger that Sally is projecting at at Peter is really a judgment. And you said it before break that um, you alluded to it, that when uh, we are really deeply angry at someone, it's important for us to see the mirror. We call it the mirror law, that what you see in others is exactly in you if you get emotionally disturbed by it if there's some kind of emotional charge that you have then whatever characteristic you don't like in that person is also in you and so instead of getting angry at peter you want to thank him because he's been a a, you know a big gift uh to you in terms of showing you the parts of you that you have yet to come to love so judgment and blame and uh, any kind of negative energy that we are sending out is affecting our planet and it will it will there's um have you ever heard of the butterfly effect i have but you write about it in the book so please go ahead and speak on that in case people have not yeah so it's an effect that um i learned about this when i was in india attending a conference and one of the gentlemen mentioned that if a butterfly flaps its wings in india does uh, the people in the U.S., for example, feel that at some level, and the answer is yes. So something that simple, that light, a butterfly flapping its wings, because everything is energy. Einstein and Laboisier have told us for, for decades that energy and matter are, are interchangeable. So we can, whether we are a butterfly or we are... Uh, you know, um, someone in the corporate world or whether we are a husband and wife or, or children, we affect each other's energy field. And then we can take that further into, uh, let's look at the challenges the world is having today with the oceans dying 
our greenhouse gas emissions are way over the top. Look at what happens happening in the Arctic. All the ice is melting. Uh, look at the disasters. What what twenty states in in the U.S. are experiencing drought this year, and uh, and you know one billion people go uh, hungry every year. Even in Canada, you know we've got uh, close to uh, a million people here going hungry every single year. So. You know, our negative thinking is affecting everything. You know, the uh, if we had positive thinking, then we would not pollute the oceans. We would not put all those greenhouse gases out there. We would have a healthier planet. So, uh, and 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 look at the killing. You know, we uh, there is absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm a vegan. I'm a strong advocate of the vegan diet because we know that livestock is the number one cause of uh, global warming. And so our negative thinking around meat, feeling that we need meat to live, which is a total fallacy. It's been uh, disproved so many times. Uh, we, in fact, we are healthier on a, on a vegan diet. Um, you know, we are, uh, all that killing, all those cows that are, that are slaughtered. I, I, I have gone to many cities, Chicago is one, for example, where they have huge slaughterhouses. And I have trouble sleeping in those hotels in Chicago because I can feel the cries of the animals who are who are being slaughtered for absolutely no reason whatsoever. So you, know, you said yeah. something, and, and I want people to kind of take into context that butterfly effect because so often we discount our own power and our own presence. And, and many times there are people that say, "Oh, if I this one little thing is not going to affect anything, or you know, my one action can't make a difference on this planet." And I find that statements like that really illustrate the lack of self-value or self-worth or self-love that we apply to ourselves because we are all that powerful. Every tiny action or thought or anything that's put out there by us does ripple out in some way and affect all of the rest of us. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that so that people can understand, too, how important that the coaching process is in getting an individual to that place of love, which you talked about, but attaining that self-value and self-worth to understand that the presence that you have here is making a difference or having an effect. Yeah, and I think you used the correct word. It's it's understanding. Uh, you know, I came from a, a home where um, I didn't, I never, I, I never received any hugs and kisses. I got one from my dad, but I kind of, or, or he never told me, my parents never told me that they loved me. Uh, I forced my dad to tell me that he loved me when I, when I took him out for a date on, on Father's Day when I was 16. But, um, you know, I came from that kind of, of energy, and so I didn't really understand. For most of my life, I kind of awakened when I was around 35, 37, and that was going into premenopause. I kind of did it, and I thank my daughter, Tanya, who's now 22, for, for uh, waking me up. But what we're really talking about here is oneness, that in reality on a spiritual level, we are all one. We are all one uh, with, with uh, the universe, and we have forgotten that we are that. And because we have forgotten that we are all one, uh, we do uh, not very nice things to ourselves and uh, to others. And thus, again, that's why we have wars and, you know, uh, pollute the waters and uh, kill things and you know, killing is never right. So I really believe your statement of we are discounting our power 
is um, is number one to understand. Each one of us is so powerful, and it's important that we teach our children that at a very young age, that they learn uh, from again six months to a year that they are very important. When when Tanya was three. We said to her, okay, now you've turned three, you can make your own decisions. <laughs> that, was, that was quite a journey for, for parents to say, okay, you can make your own decisions now. Of course, if we felt that she was going to make a decision that could greatly harm her, then we would stop. But for the most part, we gave her uh, that choice. And what it did, what it, it, it got her to become very conscious. And that's really what we're talking about in this, this whole last, uh, this, this whole segment here is about being conscious about who we are and what conscious about how our thoughts, our words, and our actions not only affect our, ourselves, but they affect our family members, our, uh, corporate, uh, our corporate family, right? The people that we work with. They affect the president of the U.S., the prime minister of Canada. They affect the oceans. Uh, everything that we do, everything that we think, everything we say, and everything that we do affects someone else because of that butterfly effect. Most definitely. And so the next time you're in a boardroom meeting or at the family dinner table or in a crowd, a uh, social gathering, and there is someone that you are feeling negatively towards or angry towards or you're sensing something, try sending someone you dislike a bucket of rainbows and experiment with how it could possibly shift the distasteful energy that they keep sending you. That is out of Betska Kaber's book, The God in Coaching, The Key to a Happy Life. And there are a lot of different... Uh, suggestions and a lot of different things in the book that you can start to take on to support you in growing. Betsa K. Burr is the co-president and head of research and development for Coaching and Leadership International. She is an accredited master coach by the International Institute of Coaching, a member of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, and serves on the uh, board of directors and is also an IIC head of accreditation. She has written numerous books, and the program if you're interested in coaching training, you can find out more at coachingandleadership.com in addition to finding the book, The God in Coaching. We will be right back with Betska Caper. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Be visionary. 
This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Nostradamus is famous for many of his predictions, and one of the quatrains uh, was written that the moon hidden in deep shadows, her brother passes iron-like, the great one hidden for a long time under the eclipses, iron will cool in the bloody wound. What this was interpreted as was that woman has been hidden behind deep shadows, that her brother man has moved through the world with hardness and heaviness, eclipsing her for so long. But this hot, iron-like property of man will cool in the feminine spirit that grows around him. We've spent many, many years at war, and we've strived to improve the material welfare, battling it between nations and beliefs. What many are saying now is that it is time for women and men who have an empathetic, nurturing, loving, and compassionate nature to take over the leadership of our corporations and countries. You write about this in the book, Betska, and I'd love to get into this this topic because it does seem like a lot of women are coming forward very creatively, uh, ingeniously, doing powerful things such as yourself, and really taking uh, charge with with supporting people and moving in a direction that is going to benefit humanity as a whole. Talk a little bit about your thoughts and and what you cover in the book on this. Well, Nostradamus fascinated me because what he actually said, or the interpretation anyway, was that um, in this very age, right exactly where we are right now, that because the left brain people, the very logical, analytical people who are running the world uh, with their analytical self and not with the, they're running it with their left brain versus with their hearts right mm-hmm. uh, that they have created all of these challenges that we've had and so he's saying um, basically these people these left brain people who've created the mess that we have today it's time for them to retreat and reconnect with their spiritual centers and because women tend to be the, the oftentimes the most nurturing of of the two, uh, they are the ones who are going to lead the world. Now, uh, before we get any men angry in the audience here, <laughs> let me share that um, uh, I'm, I'm married to a wonderful husband. Uh, his name is John Burr. We've been married for 22 years, and basically, uh, you know, he has learned how to open his mind and open his heart. He's learned how to be a what we call pentalateral thinker. Uh, which means you're using your left brain, your right brain, your conscious, your subconscious, and superconscious. You are, in fact, a genius thinker. You can work through your stuff very quickly and, uh, and so on. And so, indeed, we are seeing some very powerful women leaders uh, coming forward in, in the world all over the place, uh, whether it's politics, um, whether it's uh, United Nations leaders, uh, spiritual teachers, you know, at one time there, there were primarily male spiritual teachers on the planet, and now you've, you know, we've got some very powerful female ones. So, um, the women in a feminine body are definitely coming forward because if we understand that the challenges we are facing today on the planet have been created by that 
left brain logical energy and uh, of course the the leaders in in how many centuries have been primarily men so yes it's time for them to reconnect with their spiritual center and if we are leading with our hearts uh, of course we still have to be analytical we have to analyze everything but the decision should be made decisions in uh from a political perspective from the un's perspective from the uh, corporate leader's perspective. We want to make decisions with both logic and heart. Yeah, Keep our hearts open when we're making the, the major decisions. And then, Simran, I know for sure, there is no doubt in my mind that we will move away from war. We will find better ways to get along with each other. We will ask questions. We will open our hearts. So, and that's what coaching's all about, you know? When I'm working with a leader, wow, I throw some tough questions at them. And, uh, and, and it's only because it's important for them to really look at things with both logic and heart. And if they're having difficulty in a corporation or they're having trouble uh, with their husband or their wife at home or their kids have got ADD or whatever the case may be, I coach on all kinds of topics. The fact that they are learning how to become pentalateral thinkers is vital. Uh, for for this planet and and let's review that real quick again the pentralateral yeah. thinking means that that clients are using five parts of the brain the left brain the right brain plus you said the conscious mind subconscious mind and superconscious mind yes exactly in the book you also talk about though how we have these other areas uh, that where the ego comes in and uh-huh. and you talk about the inferior ego the superior ego and the heavenly ego and what we've been operating out of in the past or where many people sit if they're having a lot of dysfunction in their life would be the inferior ego or the superior ego correct that's right shall we talk about that for a moment let's do that oh, i just love this topic okay so i could be coaching someone who is um you know, they might not have a lot of confidence. Let's say it's a, you know, a woman in corporate who has been beaten down several times. She's trying to get to the top, but for whatever reason, she simply can't get there. She's not winning the promotions. The men are getting all the promotions, or most of them anyway. And so she's been beaten down. She doesn't have a lot of self-confidence. In fact, she's giving up. She's becoming apathetic, and uh, she started off wanting to be a, a great leader, and uh again has her ideas are not been listened to because what is she doing she is bringing her nurturing self to the boardroom table but if the left brain men and women leaders at the table are not understanding the importance of leading with logic and heart they are poo-pooing her and telling her uh oh, you know don't bring that fluffy stuff into the boardroom well what we understand now is that we need to bring that quote, unquote, fluffy stuff into the boardroom because uh, there was a stat at one time, it it might be out of date now, but 50, 50% of all corporations in the USA have been sued by their employees. Why? Probably because they are not, the leaders are not leading with logic and heart. So I'll I'll talk about superior in a minute, but the inferior ego is where we get stuck in that, oh, well, I'm not good enough. It's a low self-confidence, you're, you're kind of bullied, you have a low faith in yourself, low self-acceptance, you're just, that, that would be the inferior ego person. That's right. So okay. you are, uh, it, it is an ego, isn't it? Yes. A lot of people don't see it that way. We are playing the victim, you know, 
but we are also in that inferior ego. But then let's move over to that superior ego because this is a fascinating topic. You might have, um, I often will end up with leaders, coaching leaders who are arrogant. And uh, see, here's an example. I was coaching this vice president of finance once because the leader of the organization uh, was just having so much difficulty with him. Uh, as vice president of finance, if he liked a certain manager in the organization, he would let them have their budget. If he didn't like them, you wouldn't get your budget. Mm. <laughs> so this was causing a lot of chagrin in, in the organization. People were having so much trouble with this guy. And uh, when I started to coach him, it, what's important as a coach is that when you start working with these people, you have to be in that place of total loving presence, no matter what they've done. You have to be in a. You have to be in that compassionate state because this man, in the end, he was he had that behavior because that's how his mom used to act, and so he felt that the way he was acting in in the workplace was the way it should be. He couldn't see. He was not conscious enough to realize that he was causing pain to people. He couldn't see it. He was totally blind. It was a blind spot. So. When we uh, look at the superior ego, in reality, this gentleman was uh, actually uh, low in self-confidence, very low in self-confidence. So his, his outer shell, if you will, was projected out as a superior ego, very arrogant uh, individual, but it was there to protect himself. Inside, he was really lacking self-confidence. So I always say to our uh coaches when we're training them that uh, always approach your clients with loving presence. And we should do that with our kids, their husbands, our wives, our leaders in the organization, president of the U.S., you know, and any political leaders. We should not judge them. We should just approach them with love and compassion that in reality they're, they, they're doing what they were taught to do. You know, that's their programming, that's their conditioning, and that's who they are. And in every coaching session, whether someone has an inferior ego or a superior ego, in the end, we take them to heavenly ego, which is really that place of love and compassion for self. And what that sounds like, Vesca, is that inferior ego and superior ego are the two extremes of... Of a personality where a person can be reactive, where a person's really trying to show something, where it is really all in the head. Yeah. And the heavenly ego, it's, it's, a, it's in the heart. And it's, it's a, a person that has that balance between who they are and why they're here. Yeah, exactly. So they know, uh, in, in heavenly ego, they are doing everything very consciously. Yes. Very consciously, they're they're leading, whether they're a mother, stay-at-home mom or dad, or whether they are uh, president of the country, they are leading with both uh, logic and heart, and knowing that when they have to make a tough decision, it's made consciously. And that's so powerful because people are so wanting to banish their ego and get rid of it and kill it off and do all of these things, but the ego exists. It's 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 also something that has to evolve and come to a place of higher consciousness along with us. Ah, uh, yeah. It, I I think it's really important. My spiritual teacher was teaching me teaching us one day at a retreat where she said that um, she got angry 
with uh, some people in the in the audience. She got really angry at their behavior, and I was watching her very intently. And the next day, after the karma had kind of settled down, people uh, people reacted uh, quite violent, violently to what to her anger. But she she did not. She really wasn't angry at the people. She had to bring her anger out, or what would appear to be her anger, in order to help these people wake up. So she wasn't really angry. She was just using an angry voice that she knew in order to wake people up. So that's a very conscious way of being, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. My guest today is Betska K. Burr. She is known as the Guru Coach, and she is a business and life coach and confidant to individuals and groups in 17 countries in many categories, including corporate, executives, senior government officials, ambassadors, royalty, TV, spiritual teachers, star athletes, and the list goes on. She's the author of The God in Coaching, The Key to a Happy Life. And you can find out more about that at coachingandleadership.com. Also, take a look at the launch of the, uh, the the new BrainWalk app is launching in September 2012. And you can take a look at that at thebrainwalk.com, thebrainwalk.com. We'll be right back with Betska Caper. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Bruce Lipton's research confirms that the brain is the master of 50 trillion cells in the body. Each cell has its own brain. And knowing that, we have a lot of our memories which are stored in the subconscious mind which exists in the membrane of each cell. As we are growing and developing, it's very important for us to become more conscious and we can access the five parts of ourselves, and that would be what is known as pentalateral thinking in Betska K. Burr's book, and that would be the superconscious mind, subconscious, conscious mind, along with the left and right brain. And that is 
part of what we're here to do. You can also find out more about how the ego works, and there is an inferior ego, superior ego, and a heavenly ego. And our our evolution would have us move more towards a heavenly ego at this time. My guest is Betska K. Burt, and her book is called The God in Coaching, The Key to a Happy Life. It is when science and spirit merge in the coaching process, miracles do happen. Uh, They achieve corporate wellness, loving families, and a healthier planet because inner peace brings world peace. I'd like to talk a little bit about how coaching is really something that is for everyone. It, it, It needs to be something that is as common to each person as their dentist or their doctor, um, and, and they can do it for themselves or they can go to a coach. But to learn some coaching skills is really vital because we do have children. We do interact with people. We are impacting the world with our own butterfly effects. And I think the way to drive this home is to let people know a little bit about the nine stages of spiritual development and, and how we get ourselves all screwed up in the first place so that we need the coaching. <laughs> Right on. Can we also, okay, we'll, we'll come back to it. I'd like to uh, mention a little bit more about Bruce Lipton, but let's do that after the nine stages. Okay, sounds good. So there are nine stages, and it starts from birth, and we're in dependency, and we're experiencing love, and we're very fussed over, and we don't always get what we want, and we start to develop beliefs right there. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then we move into relationships at ages four to ten. You know, we've got friends. We start to realize we have friends. We have a mom and a dad. And instead of being fussed over, we realize that we have to fuss over people too. <laughs> you know, our parents, and our mom and dad us. become our first coaches right there during oh, that process, absolutely. right? Yeah. <laughs> they do, yeah. And I can tell you, my daughter became my coach too, right? In fact, I taught her at the age of five. Your listeners must know this. At the age of five, I taught her how to go into her subconscious mind. Uh, in, in order to bring out the stuff that's bothering her because 97% of our life is run by our subconscious mind. So we jolly well better know how to access it. And uh, she wasn't doing very well in school. She was, you know, here we are in that stage two of uh, uh, relationships. Um, she wasn't doing very well at school, and I started to coach her. I asked for permission, of course. And uh, when she graduated from high school, she was a genius. She's a genius. I mean, this woman is is absolutely amazing. So it's important not only for the the parents to learn how to coach their children, but also for the children. And we have wonderful programs for children, you know, so that they can learn how to coach themselves and coach others. And it's a riot. It's great fun. It's fantastic, and it's so important. And with the types of children that are coming in now, they really, they they just drink in that information and they utilize it so powerfully very quick yeah the so stage quick. three is ages 11 to 20 and that's where we're striving for balance and we're wrestling with logic and we then move into perception in our 20s and we're not sure why we act the way that we act but it is a part <laughs> of our initial awakening yeah it is yeah yeah and then remembering stage five in our 30s, you know, what from my past makes me act this way? You start to look at yourself and say, wow, why did I just say that to my husband or to my boss? Or why am I in, in, in inferior ego? Like, what, you know, what's really going on here? And then, and then we move into the stage between 30s and 40s, which is where most people start to want that inner peace or look for happiness or try to figure out how to get there. They may not get it at that point, but they at least start looking for it. Yeah. Exactly, and that's kind of cool, huh? It is, it is. And and oftentimes the dark night of the soul happens right during that period. Oh, massive, yeah. And, you know, I, I like um, what, you know, some people 
some researchers, uh, Catherine Northrup is an MD. I love some of her work where she says that uh, women, if they have not at that stage in their 30s and 40s, if they have not worked on their stuff from their childhood, their their negative thinking and so on, that they're going to go through hell in their menopause. And Mm. I have witnessed that over and over and over again. So uh, women, uh, you know, take note of that. And all you men, you go through menopause as well. So, you know, start working on yourself. Hire a coach, learn how to self-coach, do it all, and then you will see uh, you will fly through your uh, through that stage in life and and be uh, in that place of uh, inner peace and joy and happiness that you really want. And then it continues on, you know, introspection for forties and fifties, and then serenities fifties plus, and the legacy that we're leaving as we move beyond our sixties. So let's focus on that time of of where people are, whether they're, whatever their age is right now, where they're looking at all of their mess that has kind of showed up around themselves, and they're needing to do something about that. <laughs> how how do we and, and let's bring Dr. Lipton's work into this a little bit because all that stuff that happens there's a memory of it inside of us regardless of whether or not our cells are are the same cells that we have 120 days from now correct that's correct yeah so talk a little bit about that okay well the first thing we need to know is that people uh, will often go into an apathetic state and they'll say. I am never going to change, or my husband will never change, or la, 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 right? They don't believe that they can change or someone else can change, and that's because they don't understand the biology. Here's the biology in very simple terms, that if we are having difficulty overcoming a challenge or achieving a goal, then we've got some cells that are not being fed. We've got cells in our body that uh, look after our sight, our hearing, our taste, our heart, our different organs. We have cells looking after all those things. But we also have cells that look after our emotional and spiritual selves. So let's say you're having a wife who's having difficulty communicating with the husband. She's an inferior ego, he's in superior ego, or vice versa. We don't know, right? And what is happening is that the cells in charge of that communication have been constricted, and they were constricted because of some emotional event from the past. And so if those receptors that are sitting on the membranes of the cells, if they are constricted, they're not letting very much oxygen and glucose and phytochemicals into that cell. Therefore, with the cell being malnourished, the client cannot think clearly. So I say to all of your listeners that it's if you cannot achieve a goal or overcome a challenge, it's just a cell that's blocked. Get a coach, self-coach, get it unblocked. If I can do it, you can do it. Anybody can do it. So definitely hire a coach, uh, learn some self-coaching skills. You can come to coachingandleadership.com because I believe we are one, uh, the, the only or one of the few coach training schools that actually teaches you how to, how to do self-coaching. And I'm going to give everyone that information because I know we're about to be, um, we're about to wind down with our time. Go to coachingandleadership.com. The book is The God in Coaching to Get You Started. And the author is Beska K. Burr. Thank you so much, Beska, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. My guest next week is Michelle Greb, and we're going to talk about the beauty blueprint. I'm Simran Singh. Until next week, be well.
Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. We'll be right back. 